just to reach you, Julia. Julia, Julia. Ocean child calls me, so I sing the song of love. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. This week, joining us, Missy Clifton, our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. You know, what makes the Beatles' White Album what I would call classical music is songs like this that nobody really knows about. They never got any airplay, and people don't play Beatles music on the radio today anyway. But... But who, who is Julia? Is what I want to know. Who is she? That there's somebody that somebody wrote a song about. Uh, I mean, I have no idea. It's it's just a song. I mean, if you listen to John Lennon's voice, in this case, which can be so jarring, but here. It's not. It's like a. It's like almost a thing designed to put you to sleep. Soporific. The Beatles' White Album will be studied for the next two hundred years, and I don't think anybody's really gotten into. I think even Paul McCartney sits back and thinks, "What did we do?" I think I've heard him say that before. He literally has said, I have no idea how we created the magic that we created. It's unbelievable. I was just reading it. says, the song was actually a combination of an imagery of Yoko and my mother blended into one, you see. John said that? That's, that's what is accredited to him at the Beatles book, Beatles music history. And he named her Julia. Yeah. Well, I mean, was, he was it. very much in love with Yoko, and they were very much in love with each other. Okay, my psalm today, I've done it before, sung it before. Psalm 63, O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you. As in a dry and weary land where there is no water. I mean, you look at the sensory elements just in that first verse. If you don't think spirituality involves the body as well as the soul, you're just not reading. So I have looked on you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory, because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you, so will I bless you as long as I live. In your name I will lift up your hands. Now listen to this, verse 5. My soul will be satisfied 
as with fat and rich food. So now you've got the the gustatory um, reference. And my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night. Boy, have I done that. For you, I used to, it used to scare me that I couldn't sleep. Now I almost look forward to it because it's a time of prayer. I, it just doesn't bother me like it did. And uh, my soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. That's the first eight verses of Psalm 63. All right. So now we've kind of got some things that we wanted to talk about. Missy uh, Clifton got us on this Brunson case. Uh, she was sort of on it before it really, you know, kind of got into the national consciousness because she has sort of her secret weapon, which we would call Substack. And uh, she gets a lot of stuff off of there. I mean, the fact is she does know about some things before they get into the uh, public sphere, if you will. And sometimes she knows about things that never, you know, get into the public sphere, uh, you know, because, well, just because. So the Brunsons were four brothers, our four brothers from Utah, who brought a case against pretty much all the powers that be in D.C., including Congress and Senate, for certifying the election of 2020 a day before they should have. They were able, to, under this Rule 11, to go straight to the Supreme Court, which then we now know has uh, you know denied their petition. Well, that's not surprising. And... You know, what we're being told is the reason it denied their petition was not because their case was not without merit, but because of the upheaval that it would have caused. And that was the same reason that John Roberts gave uh, several years ago when he uh, failed to overturn Obamacare was that, well, it would be such a hassle. And so now... um, Basically, uh, the Supreme Court is ruling on things not so much based on law, but because, um, because uh, hey, this is going to cause too much upheaval. We can't do this. Anyway. Right. So, and to remind listeners, uh, this case actually, you know, was awarded a number and it was distributed for... Um, conference. And well, they all get awarded numbers, don't well, they? Yeah. Well, that th- it made it, you know, to, yeah, to got the that Supreme Court. It, it got made that it far. to the Supreme Court. Got on the docket. It got, well, I don't think it really actually got on the docket. It was distributed for conversation to be put on the docket. Oh, okay. And it didn't make it. All it needed was four out of nine justices to say, yes, the case has merit. It does need to go. It does need to be assigned a you know further investigation right. because I mean, frankly, it would have been very satisfying to see this one to be debated. I think if anybody satisfying is, to whom? I think to anybody, it would be very satisfying yeah. to watch this being de- debated because if we don't have complete confidence in right. our in our system, our judicial system, then 
We have nothing. So just let that one sit for a minute. So why should we have confidence in our judicial system when every judge out there with great merits about election fraud chose not to hear cases when, uh, you know, uh, cases involving, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with cases involving uh, COVID vaccines. What's that, what's that going to look like? But it, it's, it seems that the judicial system now has become in some ways as compromised as Congress and, and uh, other things in, in terms of just maintaining the status quo. The as I've said this over and over. It looked again, like you were going. It looked like there was a any combination of five words that were maybe. I think I probably had five your, your words mouth, in my mind. Your, like your, I, your mouth. Which would one? Go which from one? Which one? Which one? Go from one. Thing. Um, <laughs> I've said this before that the walk back is so long and that's it's, right. it is so bad that it. That's why I believe that we we keep running into this. Um, I hate to say this, but a little bit like the you know putting the head in the sand sort of thing that it'll Why just go away. Why do you hate away. to say that? Well, because I mean, it, well, that's it erodes it all confidence you have in justice being served. I'll guarantee you. Right from wrong. Tom Dupree, with his outspoken views on conservatism and things like that, let's say I did a, a bad thing in this town or anywhere else. Believe me. Justice would be served swiftly and strongly because of who I am. I'm a white, male, upper-middle-class conservative, outspoken. They would fry me so quick. It'd be all over this newspaper. That's why I keep my nose clean. But if it has to do with anything that might somehow derail the narrative of big government, unfettered government, uh, oppressed classes of people and groups that are not allowed to be sued or taken to task, then it gets murky. I agree. I, I mean, I, I've said this before. Our voting system, you know, it must be trustworthy. It, people have to have, they, they have to have confidence that, the it rules done, get followed. That the rules get followed. And they're not situational. The, the Constitution... Couldn't agree with you more. The Constitution has been around for a long time. So the bottom line in this case, it wasn't about fraud. It was about they did not give the full length of time that they're required to give in order to certify an election. They certified it a day ahead of time. That's, it, to the, that's basically the net-net. And it's, it is that those who have taken oaths to the American people failed in their duties per the Constitution and what is laid out. That's and they did. It, it's, it's not, that's, that's why I think there was a lot of gain in the, this particular case, this Brunson case, um, and it, as I told you, it, it came out of the obscure places and it entered the mainstream and it entered TikTok videos and, and, and opinion pieces and Twitter, uh, Twitter discussions. And there was, there was, I don't believe that people really thought that it would, that it would move. It's just that, that it would be taken to the next level 
it was kind of considered a Hail Mary on election fraud, if you will. But again, it wasn't about the fraud. It was about, it was so simple. Did they do what they're supposed to do? And clearly they did not. They did not take the time to deliberate and answer the questions and concerns that were brought towards the people who were supposed to do that, which were the Congress, you know, it was con- representatives in, the Cong- in Congress. So historically, in past elections, have they followed this protocol? Well, my guess would be they might or might not have if there was any hint of fraud. Well, we talked about You know, it here's another thing. You just yeah. mentioned TikTok. What's that? So they're doing this big push banning TikTok. But I'm wondering, and this is the cynic in me, and I know about TikTok. It is definitely a sewer. It's bad. But there's bad stuff on other things, too. I wonder if the another reason why they want to ban TikTok is they can't control it the way they can Facebook and they could Twitter. You know, they we now know that, that there were meetings with Twitter, with the FBI, Facebook was pressured. I've said that for the last several weeks. It is irrefutable. It they they squelched oh, information. Not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is the reason there's this big move to ban TikTok because they can't sit down with them and have them uh, squelch things the way they can with the domestic companies. But it's all run by the same folk. I, I mean, oh I, no, TikTok's Chinese. But they. But they, they do they are using it. There are plenty of information to support the thought. fact that that TikTok is, of course, just as oh, it's compromised. It's a, it's, as, it's, it's a just sewer. in a different and way. And I've been running some videos on there that are designed to be get the attention of kids about ethics, about what really matters in life. You know, and we've had a lot. We had one video; it had thirty-six thousand views. But in finance, you talk to them about finance, right? Talk to them about finance. Talk to them about what really matters in life. Uh, and and I have to go through in order to get to my own profile. I have to go through two or three semi-porno things that pop up on my screen every time, and it's so I don't know. I'm probably going to give up on it. But just because it's such a nasty deal. But, I mean, that's, you know. Let's talk about Speaker of the House. All right. Well, here's my thought on that. Kevin McCarthy is, he's the same kind of politician that Paul Ryan was, Boehner, but he doesn't quite, he's not as trusted as those guys. Boehner would get up there and cry. Paul Ryan had the hard luck story of the way he grew up. And he was a big conservative from way back, supposedly. McCarthy is kind of a California hustler, uh, golden boy, pretty boy. And everybody, I mean, just look at him. You know he'd screw you. I mean, you know, at the drop of a hat and then smile at you like somebody in the horse business. He's a career. I I didn't say that. He's a career politician for sure. Yeah, and they finally just said, you know what? We're done with this. 
and he his 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 desire for power was so unabashedly naked i wasn't embarrassed for him in some ways i'm uh, you know and and i'm i'm mixed about him i mean he went through the gauntlet came out the other side got what he wanted he wanted power he finally got it he had some power removed from him on the way. We don't know quite all what was removed. I know the Democrats are very nervous because McCarthy is not going to be able to govern in the uniparty way that they want to see done because he gave up these concessions. I was talking to our congressman, and I said, you don't seem to have... A hundred percent of the Democrats and ninety percent of the Republicans are okay with the status quo being what it is. And they're acting like the Republicans are that they just barely won and they better govern like Democrats. And these twenty people, which got down to seven. Mm-hmm. which got down to not much. And, and whatever their reasons, because everybody in Congress stakes out what they're going to be. You know, everybody says, Rand Paul, oh, he's out there doing this and that. He has calculatedly staked out what his position. He saw that his father, Ron Paul, was able to have a long career in Congress, unassailable, regularly reelected by sticking with certain principles that were a little bit cockeyed compared to the rest of Congress. But they knew that he was reliable on those things. That's what Rand Paul does. Everybody's got a role. They all get paid. They all like the power. The whole thing's corrupt. Okay, you'd ask me what 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 the 20 were kind of holding out for. What I had discovered, which, you know, um, if I can find something that would go against this. Well, I can and, give you the, what well, they're holding out yeah, for. They More wanted, power. <laughs> what they wanted was they wanted term lim- limits for members of Congress to avoid any career politicians and decades of spending and doing nothing, right? And then they also, what I understood was they wanted McCarthy <clears throat> to guarantee single subject bills so that all kinds of things couldn't be lumped together into one bill, which had nothing to do with the primary bill that was voted on. Well, that's like, part of the 12 yeah. different appropriation thing. That's what Andy gave me, this huge song and dance that Paul Ryan was going to do. That's right. Which never happened. Well, and that also that they would be given at least 72 hours to be able to read any bills before a vote. And you'd think that all of those are kind of common sense, no duh, you know? That they would be able to, so they could focus on it and understand that they were responding to their, to their. The whole thing districts. is careening down an unsustainable path, and nobody wants to be reminded of that, including the Republicans. Let me tell you something, and this gets into something else we're going to do. The reason the Fed never talks about government spending 
as a driver of inflation. What have they been saying? We got to get rid of inflation. Let's raise interest rates. You think raising interest rates is going to mean that the government will stop borrowing because they borrow more to pay for the borrowing they've already done. This thing isn't being run on tax money. They could lower taxes next year, except they like punishing the private sector, so they won't. This whole thing of raising interest rates, I don't even know that many businesses it's going to hurt, even small ones. All it's going to do is let people actually earn something more on their savings now. It's not going to put the economy into a tailspin. We just reported 223,000 jobs added. It's, I mean, what it, the whole idea, oh, we're going to put the economy into a recession to slow down, you know, and so we can slow down inflation. I'll give you a good way to, to, to slow down inflation. Stop passing $1.7 trillion spending bills. Amen. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> and with that, I will start the music. We're going to close out this segment. God. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Missy Clifton. If you want us to take a look at your portfolio, that's what we're in the business of doing at Dupree Financial Group. You can give us a call at 859-233-0400. We'd love to hear from you. You can also go to the website and schedule an appointment directly. From that spot, DupreeFinancial.com. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more of the Tom Dupree Show. It's two eggs up on whiskey toast, home fries on the side. You wash her down with the roadhouse coffee that burns up your insides. It's just a canyon Colorado diner, a waitress I did love. We sat in the back neath an old stuffed bear, a worn out Navajo rug. I, 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 Katie, shades of red and blue. It was Katie by the door She'd pull down that Navajo rug And we'd spread it across the floor I saw the lightning frame the sacred mountains The wooing of a turtle dove Just lying next to Katie on that old Navajo rug Aye, 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 Katie Shades of red and blue Aye, 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 Katie Whatever became of the Navajo Old Jack about a year ago said the place burned to the ground. All he'd say was an old bear tooth, and Katie, she left town. Well, Katie got a silver new too. Jack smiled as he spit out a big old plug. Well, you should have seen her coming through the smoke. She was dragging that Navajo rug. Aye, aye, aye. Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us, Missy Clifton, our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. So this is Jerry Jeff Walker. He used to come to Lexington and play. 
I think he I think he played at Breedings at least once. Maybe. Where else did he play? I don't know. I had tickets. I think I gave them to Dan and uh, Kay uh, Freeman or Kincaid. Um, and the uh, song was actually written by a guy named Ian Tyson, who is a Canadian folk song singer. Uh, and he was is from Alberta, my favorite part of Canada. And, uh, you know, it's just a good song. I mean, pull up the Ian Tyson uh, thing on this. Anyway, it's it's... It's a little uh, folksier, but um, you know, it makes me think of when I was in 1969. So Tommy Grunwald appeared at Sayre School, and Mr. Shropshire would take these uh, trips to Canada. And one year they decided to go to Colorado. And I, I went, I was 13, That I wasn't even 13 yet, I was still 12. And uh, we went, we stayed in Estes Park, and there was, it was out from Estes Park, and the road that goes into Estes Park was the Thompson Canyon Road, the Thompson River flowed behind. Okay, now this is Ian Tyson, turn it up. I love his... Wash it down with the now he is a real cowboy. You're just a canyon caller at the diner and a waitress I did love. I sat in the back neat the old stuff bear and a worn out never hold up. No Jack, the boss, he left it Makes me think of her dog. Bar the door. She pulled down that Navajo rug and she spread it across the floor. Hey, I saw lightning cross the sacred mountains, saw the woven turtle doves. But I was lying next to Katie on that old Navajo rug. I, I, I. Katie. So, a little bit this, fluffier. There was this place called Charlie Eagle Feathers. It was up above the canyon. And they sold jade that Colorado uh, jade jewelry you've seen it it's mounted in silver the bracelets and women's uh, 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 necklaces and things I mean jade you know it's like bluish green and that was the coolest place and we'd go in there and get you know I mean we had a nickel or something we'd buy a postcard but uh that river had a massive flood 35 years ago. And I wonder if it took took that out. I wonder if any of that stuff is still there. I mean, this was going to Colorado back then. This is about like going to West Virginia. All this development, ski lifts and stuff, Vail. It just, you know, 69, I don't think Vail even existed. I mean, Colorado was just wild it was moose and trout streams and you know backpackers but all the hippies from chicago and st louis hadn't come there yet now that's what's turned into the hellhole it is today anyway uh so 
one of the things that we've noticed since COVID, and, and I think COVID may be accelerated, it, but it's been going on for a long time, is the decline in younger children. There just aren't as many in the U.S. And yet, our school system here in Fayette County, which gets, by the way, 93% of your property tax, and now just sent you, if you own property in Fayette County, another bill this week, last week, and we've already mentioned this, but I, th I think it's worth mentioning again that you had a chance to protest this. You know, it was fairly well publicized. People said, let's do a petition. It, all it takes is some pushback, and you wouldn't do it. You, the listeners in Fayette County. And now you're getting another bill. But guess what? Demographically, this cohort is declining slowly, but it's declining. Yet our school system in Fayette County, it's really an unsupervised bureaucracy with a maw of money coming into it, is building and buying they bought a $10 million residence out on Versailles Road for, quote, innovative uses. Just bought it. We don't really need it right now, but we're buying it. Have you noticed how much property they now have in Fayette County? It's amazing. You take the school system, UK, the horse farms, which are land that can't be developed, this town has nowhere to go. If a new business were to come here that would employ maybe 1,500 people, there'd need place for them to go. We are stuck, and we cannot grow. We cannot grow with the current situation the way it is. Now, you know, Missy, God. I get nervous when you do that. Missy. All right. So an unnamed dot, source. Dot, dot. An unnamed source. Yeah, I know, because you don't know which word you're going to start with. Well, we. Um, no, no. I, I, I'm joking with you. I really am. I can take you, it. You, 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 you. Well, okay, good. But I'm still not going to be mean about it. We talked you, about. You have, you have, you have digged, dug into it, and you see that a lot of this stuff that's being built or whatever. It was designed, say, for 400 students, and it's maybe being used by 180. I mean, th that number goes on and on and right, on right. throughout the whole thing. It, and it's it's all on Fayette Steam County Public Academy. Schools. This whole uh, Imani campus out on... Uh, like 50% full of, yeah. uh, as of they Fayette County's own numbers, which are only up... The next time they have to be updated is like, I think, 2025, but yeah. by their Who's own numbers. You don't see this coming through the Herald-Leader. Nobody's talking about this. No, and I think that's why I wanted to talk about it a little bit because uh, we addressed this subject at the 9 o'clock show last week, and so we're re kind of bringing around again um, for the 7th, uh, 7, 7 a.m. hour. Um, an article that I... It, 
this is how where I'm going with this to tie it into the Fayette County Public School. And this was kind of curious. Schools. Schools, schools, it's schools. More than one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Gateway Pundit uh, just published on uh, January 7th, public school districts began closing schools after losing nearly 2 million students during the pandemic. And immediately it says Americans are pulling their kids out of schools that, you know, has got two, over 2 million students have stopped attending public schools uh, starting in 2020. Is that for fear of disease? Or? Uh, it's, it's by a whole bunch of things. People, they, they don't want to be told what it's the, it's the career-based issues. Um, you know, the I mean, curriculum, the, the curriculum base, the, they're, you know, it's, you know, the, I know locally that there were several families that I didn't want to get into public, you know, politics on this one, but you know, it's all political. No, it's not. Well, I guess. Yeah, it actually is. When they closed all the schools for an unknown period of time, a lot of families switched their children, despite the financial strain, to public. I mean, to private school, because they knew that those those schools would be more likely to be in session. Yeah. Sooner. Very true. And all of the private schools in Lexington, almost all of them were at full capacity because of that situation. I mean, if you if you had to buy some land here in Fayette County to start a private school, I don't know where you'd put it. Well, according to the article, they cite, into Elizabeth's point, uh, declining birth rates, to your point, a rise in homeschooling and growing competition from private and charter schools are contributing to the decline in traditional public school enrollment, right. according to the school officials. Districts in cities, including Denver and Indianapolis, have developed plans to shut down underused schools, and superintendents say more closures are inevitable unless enrollment drops are reversed. This is curious. I thought, is Lexington any different than some of the national trends? So what did I do? I went and started looking up the information that Fayette County Public Schools publishes for anyone that is interested. Two of the, and it would probably take me several hours to get to the bottom of this. But what I looked at were two very clear groups of data. One is on growth factor data showing gains and loss summaries. This is data for 2022 to 2023. So I am assuming that would be the most recent data. It also, I also looked at chronic... But that's just one year. That doesn't necessarily reflect a trend. But I looked at... Okay, but... It, but if you're seeing what's happened this past year, right. it you you tend to think, okay, what what's happening? Is there a reason? Is there an explanation provided? Has okay. it been addressed by the school board? Out of 172 district listings, 84.3 percent show negative growth. You're talking about in Kentucky, in Fayette County. Why I mean, so in, a, Kentucky, in Kentucky, yeah, sorry, in sorry, Kentucky. Sorry, 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 in Kentucky, in Kentucky, this is Kentucky, 84.3% show negative growth. These are district listings. Okay. Okay. Then I also looked at the chronic absenteeism data. And the only the most recent one for that is twenty twenty one. Does that say Lexington is down? And, and this I'm, this I was just looking at. Uh, I only looked at Fayette County, okay. just for instance. So uh, chronic absenteeism data is based on daily attendance data. Um, you know they they 
look at, um, you know, as they said, the codes may have been impacted. Down or up? Where are we going? It's sobering. Broken. They break down. The, you know the numbers in male, female, um, different. You know, uh, heritage, da 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 da, right, da right, homelessness, right. Okay, all that just business. Get to the bottom line. General all students percentage of chronic absenteeism, and I just just for instance looked at the high schools in Lexington. Okay. Bryan Station is fifty five percent chronic absenteeism. Frederick Douglass forty three percent chronic absenteeism. Forty three percent of what? Of the whole student body as an average. So on any given day, four out of 10 kids aren't in school. That's what I'm saying. Henry Clay, 42%. Lafayette, 37%. Dunbar, 44%. Tates Creek, 43%. You can go in and find that information. And as I said, I I need to do a, a much deeper look at it, but just for a quick synopsis, I wanted to understand, are kids going to school? What, what is the issue? What What is this chronic absenteeism? This to me, this is kind of sobering. And to the point of this, and as we I said to you. We should try to get a school board member on. Uh, do you want to try to do that, Elizabeth? You know. Well, my, so my I mean, question is with yes this. Yes or no? You want to try it? Okay, good. With this question, you know, back to uh, what we started out with about the increase in property taxes, which is everybody knows it passed as a 4-1 vote in September where the Fayette County board members approved a rate, um, and now we are seeing it, and people are a little upset about it because they don't understand or they weren't paying attention back in September when this was all done. Um but I ask you, is Fayette County Public Schools in the real estate business? In the last five years, they have spent $46 million that I know of on purchasing and rehabbing buildings. Right. And already for 2023, it's, it, I think it's a, it's a go, if I understand this correctly, another $17.5 million among other projects right. for the, the renovation of the 701 Main Street, which that's where central uh, the central office moved out of and moved into 450 Park Place, which they purchased for $10 million with almost $7 million in renovation. So they could all be together and left the Main Street, which I, we talked about last week at the 9 a.m. show, is supposed to be renovated for the SCAPA program to move into. My point is that's a lot of money. And and if again to marry this national trend of people pulling their kids away from the school system and really not using it to its fullest. There's it's the major tax receipt in this county. Um the overhaul that needs to be done financially in Lexington and especially Lexington Fayette Urban County is like you say, the walk back would be huge. And the only way the system is going to have to start failing. And even then most people will be convinced that it's still working like in places like Detroit. Why don't you have an overthrow of the Democrats in Philadelphia in, in Detroit? Well, because enough people, are still feeling like they're getting a benefit from even the sad state of dis. I mean, Philadelphia has been a basket case for years. City of New Orleans. I mean, it looked like when I was in Rotan back in the 80s, 
that the tax base in New Orleans, their their bonds got downgraded to BAA. I mean, you know, Houston's was AAA. Um, you've seen this, and the trend in bigger cities, even supposedly conservative cities, is towards blue, towards a lot of people getting freebies, towards the wage earners paying a lot of taxes to take care of people that don't. And this is what happens when you get in. But Lexington is not big enough, and it does not have a robust enough economy. We don't have the big employers here like we used to have. Our big employers suck up tax money. The school system, UK, healthcare is a big one, and it it carries UK. They don't make any money from academics, you know. And if they keep performing the way they are in sports the donations are going to start dying there and the revenues will die. The, the, but the fact that you're in the sec means you get a cut, but when's the last time that a big employer even seriously thought about moving to Lexington, you know, like an IBM. And then back then there was a hue and cry from the local, uh, horse farm and, you know, um, Chevy Chase crowd, oh, you can't bring in IBM. They'll run up the wages of the average person in town. It's this idea, I want to have the golf course to myself. You know, and then people, big wealthy people came in here and bought horse farms because they thought, this is a place I can buy. It won't ever develop, and I'll have a nice view out my backyard. And so what happens? You know who it falls on? Not me. I'm doing great falls on people up here north of town that don't have those job opportunities. They got to leave here. My son, same thing. He moved to Houston or Phoenix, Arizona, because for young people, there's just more opportunity. It's known among young people. Look at your girls all out of town. You know, what, what are the opportunities here right now? All I need, I, what I want is to hear a thoughtful discussion about. That's right. Said, national that would trends. be a good idea. I would like to hear. I would like to hear exactly where the spaces Maybe are we available. Set something up where you can moderate it, like we might do it over here at well, Awesome Inc. They but, might be. But interested. I, you know, you hear all, you know, these, the people that are opining on the next door app and online, saying, "People, how can you say terrible things? These kids are importables. They're in this." I want people to understand. I would like to understand. Where is this space? How is this space being used? Yeah, because they're at portables at one, I, I, you know, it's just Henry Clay was a crappy building the day it was built, and it's been there for 50 years. And, uh, you know, it, poor planning has always been the hallmark, but now it's even worse. And so I don't know how we're going to get through this. I mean, you know, it's just Roadhouse Coffee. <laughs> I guess so. Sounds nasty. You are listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Missy Clifton. I think a novel idea might be teacher salaries too. I wonder how they feel about all the surplus. We're going to try to get some people on here to talk about this that have a different perspective. So stay tuned for that. In addition to that, we'll be back with more of the Tom Dupree Show in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. But I was lying next to Katie on that old Navajo rug. Aye, aye, aye. 
Yeah.